I'm Jody Porter in Berks Falls, Ontario. Welcome to Out Front. Well, one of my reindeer had children. <laughs> Sorry. That's my daughter Maddie and her cousin Alex. We're at my mum's place for a pre-Christmas visit. The girls practiced all day to put on this performance for us. When I look at my daughter, I'm just so happy that she's a normal kid. Like There's all this potential in her just to have a normal life. And there's a lightness about her. I love that. By the time I was her age, I'd lost that. My story, in a hundred different versions, sits in my closet, on a shelf. I've written pieces of it a million times. I've gone to court with my story, and it still hangs around. My dad had two defenses. One was that I was just doing this to advance my career as a journalist. Like somehow, by being in court, I would be able to better empathize with people I reported on or whatever cockamamie idea he had about this was advancing my career. His other defense, which he maintained to the very end, was that I was crazy, that I was crazy as a kid. And there was, I mean, he had lots of evidence for that. I, I, I had a terrible adolescence, and I was weird, and I did awful things. September sometime, 1990. I'm 18 years old, at college in Toronto. Just took a sleeping pill. Burnt myself with a cigarette. I felt so good. Why? Why can't I be happy? I had a dream that my boyfriend was having sex with my baby sister last night. That's the reason for the pill. I hate horrible dreams. Why do I feel like this? What's wrong with me? Thank God for the sleeping pills so I can fade into black. My dad has been a teacher, a town councillor, a businessman. I've been an unwed mother, a troubled teen, a strange little girl. But I did something important when I was that little girl. I told my best friend what my father was doing to me. My friend Melissa testified in court. Only Melissa knew what my life was really like when I was a kid. She believed me. But in court, it was up to the judge. I can remember walking into the courtroom and the judge went on and on and on. Honestly, it was for hours. It took him two and a half hours to deliver his decision. And he'd start into a part of it where 
you'd think, okay, he, he really understood. And you'd just get so that you were feeling like everything was going to be okay. And then he'd start going into my father's testimony. And I'd think, holy shit, he bought that bastard story. He bought that story. And then finally, he, he did get it. He caught on to my, my dad's lie. In August 2003, my dad was found guilty of sexual assault. I laid the charges against him. He assaulted me when I was about my daughter's age. I hoped going to court would put all of that behind me. The trial ended. I won. He was convicted. He got a decent sentence, a reasonable sentence. The judge believed me. I had told my story, and it still wasn't enough. It, it just kind of sat there. Hi. Hi. I'm Jody. Just figuring out your gate. It's so weird coming up these steps, even. Go on in. Thank you. I don't know how much this, like, the additions were here when you were here. Yeah. I don't know if the upstairs is the same. This is going to be one of our rooms. Yeah, so this was my room. This was your room? Yeah. Yeah, I picked out that wallpaper. Yeah, and there were two windows. They redid all those windows because the one window I would crawl out onto the roof and oh and smoke. So but I thought my parents didn't know. Yeah. But I'd have a harder time crawling out that window, I think. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, if you don't mind, I'll hang out no, here no. and I'll be down in a few minutes. All right, I'll take your time. Okay. So this is it. I picked out that wallpaper. And I put that sticker on that thermostat. Man, this room. It's awful here. remember uh, lying I was I'm lying on the bed and pretending to be asleep and listening and listening for the footsteps coming up the stairs are they my dad's was that his knees popping Please walk past, please walk past, please walk past, please walk past. Like, what was wrong with me? 
Like, was I so bloody wrapped up in my own selfish life that I couldn't see what was in front of me? My mom. Like, even sitting in court listening to you, I don't remember a lot of that. But where was I? Like, and that's, that's the thing I'm left with, was where was I and what was I thinking? Is there guilt? Yeah, there's guilt, because the thing I hate worse in the, in the world is somebody thinking I'm stupid. And to me, that's the stupidest I've ever been in my life. Like, how can you not protect your own child? It meant a lot to me that my mom sat behind me in the courtroom. And she did her best to help with my case. But it was Melissa. Melissa made the difference. I didn't realize until she testified in court. And then it really struck me that, like, she's been carrying this thing around with her since she was 10 She's been carrying it around, too. And I put that on her. All that's bundled up in what happened to me, she had to live with, too. I put a burden on Melissa. Like, for 20 years, she's, she's lived this story along with me. So I'm, I'm glad it was her that, that got burdened with this, but I'm sorry, too. Melissa and I are still best friends, but we didn't talk for a long time after the court case, and I felt like I just didn't know what to say. Finally, after about a year, I called her up. Melissa, do you think this is over for me now? Unfortunately, no. I hope it's closed, but I don't think it's over. As your best friend, I want this to end for you. I really don't think you're ever going to get what you want from your parents. And of course, for me, I'd like this to end. When I think the whole thing over, the best support that you ever got out of this was probably from that 10-year-old girl I was. I never considered questioning you or reporting it or telling you to accept it or get over it. I was just heartbroken that my best friend was being hurt. And I, I probably do know you best. You just don't know how small of a piece this is of who you are. I, I think this is all of who I am. Like, I feel like this is... And as much as I remember crying with you that night being 10, I can as clearly remember how much I thought you were before this even happened. I'm just so glad it was you. What have you learned from going through all this with me? I guess looking back, 
how strong a friendship can be even when you're little girls. Yeah, I hope our, our girls find friends like us. When I look at my daughter, it's kind of like an epiphany every time I see her. So that's what it's like to be a kid. She gives me hope because I was so screwed up. But she's okay. And I'd do almost anything to keep it that way. Well, one of my elves has broken a world record for making 2,037 and 40. Oh, 2,000. I'm Jody Porter. You've been listening to Out Front. Toys in two weeks. I am very.